I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Saturday. This is a special edition of the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. We decided to do a little uh, immediate post-game reaction for Armchair Medium. It was on the Locker Room app. If you're not there, you can check it out. We will probably do one at the end of the game tomorrow against West Virginia. So this is immediate post-game reaction. We didn't know who we were playing yet. We there's no post-game. It's just a little bonus episode that I'm glad I recorded because there's some pretty good stuff in there. And I uh, want you all to enjoy it. So we will be back later as well with the regular show that we do with the Coach Montage Breakdown and Fan Feed. Feedback and obviously the West Virginia preview. But first, as always, you know that Bet Online is the title sponsor for Armchair Media and the Q's Militia. So they're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA is in full swing. You've got the NCAA and the NIT tournaments going on for college basketball. If you missed the $100,000 bracket madness, you can still get in on those games individually or the props that. Uh, are tied to those. Bet Online has you covered for all news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code ARMCHAIR. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Bet Online. eBay.com slash sneakers from Rare Deadstock to the latest release. You can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay as the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com slash sneakers will enter you into a drawing to win a pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram to enter yourself into that. So, all right, immediate post-game reaction from Joe and I last night. Remember, just keep in mind, it was late as the time was late, and also Joe was late. So 
I pretty much talked my mouth drier than dry, waiting for Joe to come on. So enjoy it. Here it is. We are doing a little post game for Syracuse, San Diego State. Uh, win for Syracuse, moving on 78-62 to over San Diego State. And what a performance by Buddy Beheim. Just, I mean, the Buddy Beheim show. One shy short of tying his all-time scoring record for one game with 30 and 70% from behind the arc, 7 for 10, and just an amazing performance by him. He was lights out, 11 for 15 from the field, and it just doesn't get much better than that. I mean, you've you, you, when you look at San Diego State coming into this game, and you've got Shackle shooting 47% from behind the arc out of 160-something, and... They were they were awful. They were awful from behind the arc. They hit a bunch late, five for thirteen with Shackle and with seventeen points, and he tied Mitchell for his team high there. And those were the two guys that Syracuse needed to look out for. And Syracuse did a good job, especially in the first half, obviously holding them to around thirty points. And you 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 take a look at getting to the free throw line. San Diego State did not do a good job. It was a physical game. I feel like the calls, you know, you can make some arguments on both sides of all of that stuff. Uh, Syracuse, 11 for 13, 85%. And, you know, San Diego State, 3 for 7. If you're going to get to the line only seven times, you need to make the most out of that. But enough can't be said for what Buddy Bayheim has done for this team coming down the stretch. I don't think Syracuse makes the tournament without Buddy Beheim's performance in the last three games, especially going into the ACC tournament and just playing lights out, throwing up 28-1 game and 31 against UVA, losing at the buzzer there. You don't don't make the tournament without Buddy Beheim. And Syracuse just flipped a switch towards the end of the year where they said, you know what, it's go time. And we're going to do this. And they did it. And so far, it looks great. Now, obviously, a tough game ahead of them. And I'm not even going to talk about that right now. But this San Diego State game worried me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you got a team that has won 14 in a row. I mean, they were hot. Obviously, when you win 14 in a row, you know, there's a good chance you're going to lose. You need to lose. And Syracuse just, I mean, they, in the beginning of the game, this was something that was just defensive. I guess this score to be, uh, I think I still have it here. I guess it to be in the 60s. I thought this was going to be a very defensive game. I thought they were going to shut Buddy out. When you got a guy coming into a, into a game, okay, and UVA didn't do this either. So I don't blame San Diego State. But you got a guy coming into a game that is shooting what Buddy is shooting. I mean, this dude is unconscious right now, and you can, you know, we we've heard it all too from from the fans, and we've heard it from from the haters and the hater fans that Buddy Beheim, you know, uh, this is this is the coach's son. Why is he getting all these minutes? I mean, you know, nepotism, nepotism, nepotism. 
And we look at what this kid has done this year, and you gotta you gotta say, man, like he shook all that off. You don't think these kids see what's on Twitter? You don't think they see what's on social media? This kid shook it all off and just comes out swinging every game. And this Buddy is not making easy shots. I hate to make this post game all about Buddy, but he made it all about Buddy. Buddy made it all about Buddy. And for him to come out swinging the way he does and the way he did in this game, they are not giving him much room. They are guarding him pretty good. It's not a ton of open stuff. And he's just knocking it down. He's knocking it down. So how do you stop that? I mean, you don't. You don't. This dude had permagrin, okay? Permagrin. Buddy Beheim with the permagrin. And, you know, when you, when, you, when you look at his performance tonight, even when he said he got, he got two fouls early, about three-quarters of the way through the first half, and he had a sit. So in comes Joe Girard. Well, Joe Girard was actually pretty good when Buddy had to sit. And he scored, well, I mean, he had 10 points at the half, but he didn't have much before Buddy sat. Hit a couple threes. Made some made some moves. Also, I will just add that Gerard with with six rebounds and, and seven assists. So for the Gerard haters out there who think that you know it, he's awful and he takes some bad shots, I mean you have an argument. Okay, we've all seen the bad shots that Joe Gerard has taken, and you know you know when they're coming. I think I feel like you can watch a game and see Joe Girard, and when he's ready to throw something up, you you know that you know he shouldn't. But Joe this year, he's been a pretty good facilitator. He's done a decent job of rebounding. Joe's problem sometimes, I think, earlier in the year was that he would let his some of his bad offense control some of his defense and he would let that get in his head and he wouldn't even really play good defense. And it, it just, you know, and, and then, you know, you got Kadari Richmond waiting in the wings and Kadari Richmond battling, battling a knee injury right now. And obviously, you know, when he's out on the court, you don't see much of it, but I do think he's limited. Uh, by the way, uh, just, just for the hell of it, he scored eight points, two for two from three, which is not his game. And, you know, you look at a guy like Kadari Richmond to come up with a couple of threes in this game. I mean, you're not, that's not in the game plan, right? So Kadari's going to drive to the rim. He's going to either, he's either going to try to get fouled or he's going to make some great move as a, as a, as an excellent ball handler and, and try to get, make the most of it. But uh, one time, at least with the buzzer running down on him and just getting, just smoking it. Uh, just a great. And then, you know what? I think it was two times through the buzzer running down, in fact. And the second one was about three quarters, three quarters the way to half court. And he was well guarded and just rose above and, and nailed it. So uh, one disappointment for me, for me was uh, Quincy Guerrier. And, you know, three points, four rebounds, just a terrible game. I mean, when you come into play, games inside the tournament you have got to have your best players play their best games 
everybody did that. Quincy did not. And I don't know what sometimes is going on with Quincy or if there's anything going on, but sometimes he just looks off. And when he looks off, he stays off. And today was one of those days for Quincy. And you've got Dolajai, who just does an amazing job of trying to pick up the slack of everybody. He's been the one constant throughout the year who has just come in and done his thing. And he does the same things every game. Does the things, as Coach has said and as we have said throughout the year, that he just... He does the things that don't make the stat sheet all the time. Dolzhai with 11 points and four rebounds, five assists. But he does all the scrappy stuff. And it's almost like if if Dolzhai isn't hitting the wood, the game is not official. And Dolzhai hit the wood. And he didn't I – don't, I'm not sure if he took a charge this game, but he definitely, he definitely took a block to the wood. But – um, you know, Jesse Edwards too, man, he had, he had a block, a killer block and, uh, five rebounds, which is excellent. And two points, you know, whatever. That's fine. I think this was a good game for Jesse to put him in while Gary was struggling. And I mean, when you talk about a struggle, if anyone struggled at all, you know, Alan Griffin, I mean, the bright lights are shining, buddy. And you want to go from Dolajai to being one of the most consistent players this year, doing the things that he always does, to a guy who just like you never know what you're going to get, like a box of chocolates with Forrest Gump, and that is Alan Griffin. And it just seems flat lately. You know, you see him go to the sidelines, and he, 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 does, he does get lectured a little bit by coach, and... You know, sometimes I don't know if he's rolling his eyes at it or if he's really trying to improve, but just not good. Just not good. And we said coming into this game that they were going to have to have this these guys play as a team, especially the starting five. Obviously, you got Richmond, the sixth man, the best sixth man probably uh, that we've had in a minute. Okay. And you've got you've got all these guys that need to play a game like they played against NC State, where every single one of them in the Kempom rankings was over 100 in their offensive ranking, or their offensive rating. And they did, they did play like a team, and they did a fantastic job. This, I don't know the Kempom rankings right now, but I will say that this was pretty much the buddy show. Okay? And everybody did chip in a little bit. Gary A., he did have a couple moments, but this I wouldn't say this was a, a, a you know an all in all team win, and you're going to need that, especially if if West if if we have to play West Virginia in the next game. That's going to be uh, a huge uphill battle. Now I thought this game could have been a battle with the way that that Mitchell and Shackle were chucking up threes, and they just didn't have a plan down low. So, you know, with, you know, I don't know what the points in the paint were, but the, I just wasn't impressed just with the inside game in general with them. And once we got to halftime, I just figured, you know, this was probably going to be one from outside. And could Syracuse stay hot? We've seen them go into halftime 
with big leads before and come out and either blow them or um, either blow the lead or just make it make it a, a, car, a cardiac cues game. So, you know, I'll, I mean, you, you, halftime, you got 20 minutes left, right? So, obviously, you guys can do math. And you feel comfortable with a 16-point lead at halftime or 14-point lead at halftime. But, you know, coming into the second half, and we saw Dolzhai coming out of the coming out of the, the half and immediately scoring, which was fantastic. We never like to see them fall flat because when Syracuse does fall flat, they tend to they tend to wear it on their sleeve. If they get a little if if San Diego State were to come out and do you know, come out with a little bit of run, then you know, that's um that's going to show in Syracuse, and and they don't hide it at all. You can watch the air just get deflated out of the bloom in Syracuse, and that's one of their biggest problems. I think is when you get a lead like that and you lose it. I mean, Pitt earlier this year that was a big one. Uh, you know, without that Pitt loss this earlier this year, I feel like you, we're not sweating it out as bad coming into this game. But a big win for, for Syracuse and 11 beating a 6. Let's bring Joe on. Let's do that. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before we do such things, as always, we're going to hear from BetOnline one more time. We're going to hear from eBay.com slash sneakers as well. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, that's BetOnline. Go there. College basketball March Madness is heating up. It's in full swing. They've got all of your March Madness stuff there. Go there. Now, if you did miss the $100,000 Bracket Madness contest at BetOnline, you can still get in on all the other action there having to do with March Madness. So head over there. BetOnline, they got you covered on all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus by using the promo code armchair that's a 50% welcome bonus just use the promo code armchair bet online your online sportsbook experts look 
ebay.com slash sneakers go there today from rare dead stock to the latest release you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on ebay as the original sneaker marketplace ebay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing in partnership with ebay armchair media will be raffling off four custom made sneakers each purchase you make before march 31st through ebay.com slash sneakers will enter you into a drawing to win a pair of air force one low tops just send a screenshot of your purchase to armchair media at armchair media on twitter or instagram you're welcome that's how you enter very simple all right back at it all right damn i've been talking my mouth dry what's your thoughts man coming into this game as we as we talked about you know worried about san diego state's shooting and how good they were well guess what they stunk Okay, and in this game, they were freaking no. terrible. Uh, yeah, they were pretty bad. What do you mean, no? 11 for 40 from three? <laughs> That's terrible. Come on. And, I mean, you know, you got a guy shooting. You got two guys with significant numbers shooting over 40%. One of them shooting 47% from three, who, mm-hmm. who was just not that good. But... Ty, you know, and the two guys, by the way, that I'm talking about are Jordan Shackle and Mitchell, and they both were team high 17 points for them. Right. Yeah. So, but they shot a bunch, right? They shot a ton. Yeah. And really, realistically, this is like kind of a case of a team where they ran into our 2 3 zone and we lulled them into shooting threes. And even though they were missing them, they continued to still shoot threes. And you know, I mean, that's – I don't know what to say about that because if I was a coach, I would <laughs> be blue in the face about telling him to try to do something different. And Mitchell definitely did something a little bit different in the second half. He had a bunch of points, made some strong moves in the paint, but it was too late at that point. So, uh, yeah, it was um, not what I expected. It wasn't the game I expected for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pleasantly, me either. Pleasantly surprised, though. Pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. But when you when you when you start a game, I mean, what? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I wish I did now. Knowing what I know now, I wish I would have known now what I would have known then. Is that how slow the game started offensively, mm. and how just you know brick after brick after brick, and you're thinking to yourself. You know, at one point, I think it was like five minutes and San Diego State hadn't scored a lick. And it was 18 to 25. Uh Right. And you're thinking, man, five minutes. And we missed so many shots. We should be up by 15 right now. Uh And you're like, this could be one one of those things to look back to and be like, you know, that could be the, that could have been the dagger. It could have been the the, the uh, one yeah. thing the one thing that was like you know the missed opportunities. Well, there wasn't really any missed opportunities. At the end of the day, there really wasn't. Because no, but in the beginning, it was definitely like okay, you know, it was you saw it was kind of two teams that were trying to feel each other out and figure out who was the better team. And I think Buddy broke their soul, man. Dude, I mean, again. Buddy, I mean, he had sixteen of the first nineteen points. And we were up, I think at some point we were down, what, 14 to 18, and the halftime score was 32 to 18. Yeah, 
18 points in the first half. When was the last time Syracuse held a team to under 20 in the first half? I, I mean, I mean, can, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. I have no mm-hmm. idea. Against yeah. a team I that, mean, M- that MVP is the defense, the whole team. Oh, absolutely. The, the whole team's defensive effort. And, 100%. and think about this, Joe. 78 points on a team that was – and Ken Palm ranked 11th in offense or defensive efficiency and 9th in scoring. They held teams to 61 points a game. Syracuse with 78. And how many of those shots, Joe, that were just last-second shots? Two, Both of Kadari's threes were at the buzzer. <laughs> this Stupid. So sometimes there's luck involved. Is that fair to say? I mean, there's no, a little. And, and buddies, little turnaround, like three quarters. Oh, yeah. Shot. Yeah, absolutely. At the buzzer again. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy was, I mean, buddy. Dude. Dude. I mean, I Nepotism. Don't know Nepotism. Exactly. Why does he get right. so many minutes? He's Because he's the coach's son. I mean, what did I text you? I said, dude. Dude. Like, yeah. That's pretty much he what you broke, said. He broke dude. them. Like, there's... They were on him. Like, white on rice in the first half. And he just hit everything. He wasn't, wasn't, like, he wasn't like he was open. Right. Yeah. That's my point. That's my point. Yeah. Like, That's he was hitting everything. everything. He could not miss. Mm-hmm. And there was a corner three, kind of late in the second half, when Syracuse was just nailing them. It was just like... It was like I even my vision got blurry. I'm like, holy hell, what the what the frick is going on? And he missed one, but dude, it was so it was close to falling. It was so close to falling. And Joe and I mentioned earlier, I want to get your thoughts about Joe stepping up when Buddy was out with two fouls. And yeah. Joe steps up and he scores he scores he hits a couple threes. Yeah. And he, he does some things defensively as well. And he had ten points. Rebounds. Yeah, he had a lot of rebounds, and he had ten at the half. He had six rebounds, seven assists. He had ten at the half. Only ended up with twelve. But you know, for all of the criticism that Joe Girard has gotten throughout the year, I think that this was a pretty good game for him. If you want to point to someone, as I said earlier, and I want to get your thoughts, what it, Alan Griffin, dude? Like, what does this man have to do? To just contribute, I don't. I, I'm. I'm honestly. I just think it's, it's all matchups, man. I mean, I think we know what the starting lineup's going to be, and I think it's a situation where we know that. Okay. Offensively, you keep Gerard in, you keep Allen in as the starters, and if they're hitting, then what are you going to do? Right, you'll you'll take that offense versus that defense, you know. But if they're not hitting, then you want to bring Braswell in instead of Griffin. And you want to bring Kadari instead of Joe because they offer better defense, a longer 2-3 zone, but they still offer some semblance of an offense, right? I mean, Braswell can still hit the open jumper, and Kadari can do his thing driving to the hoop. So... um, I don't think I think it's basically just that like he didn't have a good game wasn't a great matchup I think we talked about it I think I kind of called that like didn't think it was going to be a great matchup for Allen um, thought Quincy was probably going to do a little bit more but 
Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a little disappointed. I'm is. a little disappointed in Quincy, man. He he should have taken advantage of being able to kind of work himself down low. And we talk about Quincy, you know, going ahead and you know possibly going into the draft or this or that or whatever. But Quincy, man, I mean, look, when he's really good, he's really good. Mm-hmm. But when he's off, bro, he's off. He's three points. He's three points. And four rebounds. Okay, this is as off as he gets. And and then it was okay tonight because Buddy. Because you Buddy, guy, yeah. If you have a guy that comes out and puts up thirty and shoots the percentage that he shot, then you just need just players, just little little players on the side. You know, Quincy making little shots here, Mark making little shots there, Joe making threes, Kadari hitting what he did. You know, I mean, everybody contributed and. And the whole thing was was that the greatest thing about it was that everybody that was in the game, their defense, everybody played defense. And that was the whole thing. Rebounding defense, that's going to be the key because we know that we can score. We know we can score. Right. And, and offensive hasn't, offense hasn't been an issue this year, really. I mean, <laughs> the, the tough defenses, though, when you're like back to my point about the San Diego State defense. We've struggled with those. The Georgia Tech, okay, is one good one. Uh, the UVA game, the first UVA game, is another one. We've struggled with really good defense. So, you know, you come into this game with a team that, that has really good defense, you know, analytically for what they've done in the year and who they've played. But, right. and they, but they also have a good offense, a really good offense. And senior-laden team. Four of their five starters are seniors, and the other one's a junior. Yep. So you look at that coming into this, and you're like, man, this is going to be difficult. And then Buddy Bay. Well, I mean, why didn't why didn't they bring it inside? Well, they couldn't. Why not? Why Why didn't they go to the free throw line or try to get some, yeah. you know, backdoor cuts? I mean, baseline, they just like re- that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, they like, just relied on the three the whole game. They were relying on outside shooting. They thought eventually they'd get hot, I guess, and they did. Mm. With, but it was like two minutes left in the game. But I thought that was in the repertoire. I mean, I thought we had fans from San Diego State that said they could do that. <laughs> yes, yes, right. you. I mean, yes, absolutely. Or, yeah, there was fan. There were San Diego State fans that said that they could do that, but they did not do that. And and well, look, I'm not. I'm not a professional. I mean, I can only just guess. Really, I mean, from what I see, but like this is as sarcastic as Joe gets. By the way, so, I'm just saying. I'm just. I mean, I can only guess, right? So like, I can only. S- give my opinions and think what I think is going to happen. And I mean, if somebody else knows better than me and they're a fan of the team, then I mean, just you oh, know, educate the, me. the fans of the team, they must be way smarter than you. I would guess. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, educate me. Yeah. Well, wow. yeah, <laughs> it's on Twitter. You can go check that out. Uh, Joe, Sir? Jesse Edwards, he had a killer, killer block. Okay, and in some really good plays, he was only credited with five rebounds, but I thought it was more, to be honest with you. But uh, just a fantastic job, as we talked about, Quincy, a little bit of a struggle. And, um, you know, he filled in great. I felt like he, he filled in great for, for Quincy. And even Robert Braswell, when there was 
issues with Quincy early, he went ahead and he filled in good too. Nine points for Robert. Two for four from three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't understand it. I thought that Quincy would come into this matchup. I mean, with Mitchell, I you know obviously Mitchell has some size and some strength, so understand it a little bit. But Quincy had a height advantage, an advantage there, and um, he was just very timid and just kind of settled for the outside shots early. And it kind of just, I mean, I just. It, it kind of was like, what What are you doing, Quincy? Like, I thought that he was going to come out and he was going to have a lot more intensity, and he really didn't. Um, and he kind of just settled for the shots, missed them, and definitely hurt us early in the game. Um, made it up a little bit in the second half, but, I mean, he had a – I thought he had a mismatch, and he just – he just squandered it. Didn't a even bit. try to take advantage. Yeah, of it. I mean, I mean, maybe. Didn't even try. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you know that guy's guarding you. You know that's their best player on their team. Like, bring him down low. Try to get him in foul trouble. Like, do something. You know, get to the free throw line. Just settling for threes and just outside jumpers. He's giving you that. Like, it was just kind of. I mean, that was probably if you're going to do the good, bad, ugly. The ugly of our team and situation would probably be that because everything else was good. He played great defense. Um, everybody else kind of did, did their thing, played their part. And, um, I mean, he still had good moments, but um, not what you expect from him. Yeah, I agree. And, sucks. like, you, like you, yeah, it does. It sucks, but, I mean, you know, like I mean, you I said. I thought he was going to work that dude. I know. I thought he was gonna work him, man. Just post him up. I know, but get to the line. Make some free. Yeah, we'll get to the line. I mean, you know, I mean, there wasn't. They let him play today. They've been letting him play actually through the whole tournament. They've really been letting him play so far, as far as I can see. Hmm. I mean, you're right. I mean, they've been pretty. They've been pretty loose with the whistles. So, in my opinion. Uh, just throughout the whole thing. So, real quick to finish this up. Obviously, we don't know who we're playing, but um, if you had to guess, it'd be West Virginia. And just for the hell of it, real quick, and we'll do a formal one here, but tomorrow on the actual podcast. But how do you see that, Joe? That put you on the spot. Well, as far as next game. Yeah, as far as I mean, you got to assume we're going to play West Virginia, right? Well, I mean, right now they're up twelve, right? So right. Barring you know a miracle, we're going to be playing West Virginia. So, um, like I said, it's going to be tough. Huggins was in there when we were in the Big East, and he knows what the two-three zone is all about. So, I mean, I guess we shall see, but. I mean, dude, it is what it is. It's a ride. <laughs> it is what you it know, is, yeah. Not but... even, like, two weeks ago, like, we didn't even know if we were going to get in or if we were, you know, everybody was talking about how, you know, bubble talk, are they going to get in? And now we're in, and we did what we did. And, I mean, you can't be, a, you can't not be excited about how we've been playing. 
Right. I mean, yeah, we've been playing the best basketball I mean, we've played the entire year, and it just happened to be like almost the flip of a switch right, right like, at the right our, time. What was our text message, right? I was like, dude. And I was right? like, bro. You're like, bro. You're like, what am I watching? And I'm like, you're watching the best game we've played all year. Yeah. And it's just only kind of been getting better the past it's five It's a little so. crazy. And we almost beat UVA. Yep. You know what happens if we beat UVA? We don't know. You know, I'm always... And we know... Well, right, but we know the scoring we have. We know the defense we have. Right. And, and I don't know. Just a little scary, but fun. A little and scary, a little nerve-wracking. Hey, dude. I'll tell you what, dude. Three days ago, two days ago, right? I was talking to my dad. And he listened to Shout our out podcast. To Lance. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to our podcast, right? And when we gave our um, our guesses of what the, the you know score was going to be, what do you say? It's going to be seventy-eight to sixty-two, Dude, Syracuse. You know what he said? What do you say? He said eighty to sixty, Syracuse wins. Really? Yep. <laughs> Three f- days ago. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. Because it was 78 to 62. And on top of that, it was 1918. And he says something like, oh, I can still get my guess in. I'm like, Dad, we're not scoring 80. We end up scoring 78. Yeah. God, dunce cap. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, they only allow 61 points a game. But here's the other thing. I laughed at him. I laughed at him when he said 80 to 60. I laughed at him. <laughs> I laughed at him. I said 68 to 63. I laughed at him. Yeah, what did you have here? You had, yeah. No, you had. 68 to 63. Yeah, that's, that's what, I, you had. what my guess was. Yeah. This yeah. guy said 80 to 60. I had 70 to 66. To yeah. Well, um, that he wins. Winner, winner. Mm-hmm. Lance. He gets it. Uh, so yeah, we, you know, that just goes to show which the most, the thing I was most skeptical, skeptical about coming into this game was their strength of schedule. Now, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I don't know if Syracuse is that, you know, should they be up, you know, held up to up here more than their schedule or whatever, but, um, there's, I mean, I mean, who did they play? I mean, there, there wasn't like. <laughs> I, I mean, know. seriously, I fourteen I wins know. in a row. I but know. I mean, how do you gauge that? Out of the Mountain it's very West. Hard to gauge. Yeah. Yeah, and so they what they lost. And you don't really. It's hard to gauge as well, like the the jump that Syracuse has taken as well. Well, it's very hard, and the jump that Buddy Bayham has made. I mean, like, let's be honest, Buddy. I mean, and I said it myself. I said it myself. I said, Buddy is a junior. What is he doing? I think were my exact words at some point. Like, he needs to play yeah. like a junior. And dude, he's not. I had, right? Dude, this is the guy at work that thinks that he's going to go pro after this year. Oh, my, my brother-in-law texted me and said he's going to the NBA draft at the end of this year. I'm just like, no. No. Dude, I mean, I don't want it to happen but like let's be honest about stats can we be honest about stats well he's got to be shooting 50 percent in the last four game five games i'll bet you it's close he was shooting 44 yeah. he was shooting 44 percent dude he said he went 11 for 14 today for 30 points 
Oh, I'm talking just from three. I'm talking just from three. He's got 89 points. He's got 89 points in the last three games. Yeah, that's... I mean... That's a big deal. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's a big deal. Do you? I do. It's do you? A big, yeah. I mean, let's go, dude. Where are we going, Joe? Where are we going? Where are we going? You tell me. Hopefully the Final Four. Well, <laughs> I mean, we're the the danger, the most dangerous 11 seed I've seen. I think bit, that's so. a fair statement. I think it's a fair statement. Like the like this is a this was a dangerous game for San Diego State, and I think there's a little bit to the fact that they may have underestimated Syracuse. Like they were a little cocky coming into this game. I mean, I was all over their Twitter and this and that. They don't have a big man down low. Well, guess what? Neither do you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know play that great. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you know. And their fans were the most cocky I remember. I know it's been two years since since look the the show's been around since two thousand since two thousand sixteen, and so this is our fifth basketball season, and I don't remember a fan base really trying to jab us or trolling our Twitter accounts. So they were feisty. They were fight more feisty than normal. So which I love, but you know. I mean, <laughs> that's why I don't talk a lot of either, because it can get that that you talk and get like thrown right back in your face, and that's that's really why I don't do too much of it. So, anyways, for Joe, I'm Sean. We're out.